Hello, welcome back to the 60 Day Mind and Body Challenge podcast with your host, me, Imogen Rose. How are we all feeling today? Today, I'm recording this the day before you're probably listening. It's a Sunday, it's sunny outside, there's blue skies, the sun is beaming into my garden and it is just making me feel so happy, excited for summer and the vitamin D that we're getting from this sun, seriously, I hope you are getting your coat on, heading out the door for a walk at some point today and I hope it's sunny where you are today because that sun just really is just a mood lifter and we all need, especially with what's going on in the world right now, we just need some kind of boost in our mood just to kind of have a little bit of our day that we can escape from reality and just feel that peacefulness that happiness and just get the serotonin flowing so if you are feeling a little bit low it's monday it's the start of the week you've had a lovely weekend and you wasn't quite ready to start your working week then what i want you to do today before i get started with this podcast i really want you to put some really loud music on some some upbeat happy poppy music that you can dance to that you can sing along to I want you to do this at some point today this is your goal to put some music on and just dance and my god does that make you feel on top of the world guarantee it will lift your mood just go and try it at some point today that's your that's one of your goals you have to be your biggest fan and when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working but there's something inside of you that says okay so before we get started on today's episode talking about our goals what I want you to do wherever you are in the world I want you to roll those shoulders back drop them down away from the ears I want you to take a real big deep breath And I want you to, for the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes, to listen to this, be mindful of how you are holding yourself. Try not to to hold yourself in a tense manner. I always have to check in with myself to make sure that I'm not doing this. And I just want you to be a little bit more mindful today to make sure that you're taking deep breaths regularly to help regulate your nervous system breathing deeply slow and steadily signals our parasympathetic nervous system to calm the body down and it really will help decrease your anxiety the fear that you might be feeling because of work the kind of racing thoughts that we tend to have and this is just one of uh, one of many of a coping, coping mechanisms that you can use that I've learned through my therapist that I'm passing on to you and just kind of check in to check in with yourself regularly and just make sure that you are taking long long inhales long exhales to really calm calm the body down Today's episode is going to be a really, really interesting one. We're going to look at why you are failing at your goals, how you can change that and succeed in the goals that you have for the rest of 2022. 
So last week's episode, I taught you about a tool that is a real game changer. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I suggest you listen to that one after this after this podcast. It's a real, real good, helpful one if you are in need of some tools that will go from someone who is constantly changing up their fitness routine and not not getting the results they want and crave. So head over to that episode if you're needing something that you can implement straight away. Um, Today's episode, we're going to touch upon the reasons why you might be failing at your goals. Um, And these are like the most common ones that I find with my personal clients. Um, So it might help you feel kind of less alone with um, some of the reasons why you might be failing and you might find you run into a few of these quite often and not really understand what's going on but when you take a step back and you realize that there is a pattern and you can dissect it and work out exactly why things keep happening to make you fail that is when you can really change up change up how you are approaching your goals and get the results that you desire. The first thing I'm going to talk about is impatience. A lot of people tend to want the results very quick, very fast. And and that makes them go on this journey of jumping from fad diet to fad diet, fad diet to fad diet. And whilst they are trying all these new different ways, they might see results and they might see results quickly. But what, what people don't realize is whilst they are on this journey of switching up their fad diet, they're actually also on a journey of negatively impacting their relationship with food and severely damaging their metabolism which will come to bite them in their hours later on I honestly didn't even think about that accent and I just that just came out I don't even know what came over me I sounded like a little bit like a pirate that was a little bit annoying so I do apologize for that <laughs> that just came out um but it genuinely will if you are craving really fast results because you've maybe got an event coming up you've you've got a holiday coming up and even with all of this body positivity that is surrounding us on social media there is a big movement that has been going on for the last years a few years that is um really pushing this positive narrative to accept the body that you're in but it doesn't matter how much of that stuff that you can see. There still is, you know, this idea that you do have to to, to be perfect. You have to be um, skinny um, for your holiday. That is still very, very pre- prevalent. And I think what comes with that is this, this, this feeling, this pressure that you need to do it quickly. If you, if you want to lose weight you need to do it fast and unfortunately weight gain is a very slow process as well as weight loss so it didn't take it didn't take you a month to put on two three four stone that's a long process it happens over a long period of time so you can't expect your body to get rid of all of that 
in three, four, five weeks. It's going to be a long process. And the longer it, the longer it takes, the more sustainable it is, the more likely that it's going to stay off and you are going to sustain a really healthy relationship with food. So how can you fix this? Fixing this would take you setting realistic targets rather than pressurizing yourself to lose a stone in a month and for some people that is that that is realistic if you are on the heavier side you've got a lot more weight to lose it does come off quicker in in the beginning in the initial process but for most people, a stone in a month is just not realistic. It's not healthy. It's not sustainable. And what you'll find is because it's come off quite quickly, you, you're more likely to put it back on. So setting re- realistic targets and realistic goals is really going to help you stay on track. I, for example, I had um, a goal this year. I've spoke about this in previous podcast podcasts, but I had a goal to lose almost a stone um before my fertility appointments and um it's basically about 11 pounds 11 12 pounds so it's just under a stone that i set myself i started on the 31st of december now from the 31st of december to the 3rd of march there's just under 9 weeks now when i set out this goal I knew that I wasn't going to have a loss every single week. I think it's very unreal. It's very not realistic. It's very unrealistic for you to expect your body to have a weight loss um, every single week. So I factored that in in the beginning, so that there wasn't as much pressure on this goal to happen very very quickly. I expected that for one or two or three of the weeks, there wouldn't be a a, a loss. So maximum, really, you should be expecting is for for the average person who has a weight loss goal is about two pounds a week. And that is quite, quite a big deficit. Um, So I would say that was, that would be probably the maximum. Um, and if I'd have stuck at a weight loss, like weight loss goal of two pounds a week, that would have equaled 18 pound weight loss. Now for me, I thought that was far too much too soon for just over two months. So I set myself a target of losing 11 pounds in just under nine, nine so weeks. So that's about 1.2 pounds per week. And obviously if we're looking at um, a few of those weeks, I wouldn't get a loss that would kind of take it up to about 1.5 pounds or two pounds here and there um and I am on track I have about two pounds left um of the whole 11 pounds weight loss to go and my appointment is next Wednesday so I'm probably not gonna lose two pounds in the next five days that's probably quite real unrealistic um it's not even five days, is it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's literally three days. That is not going to happen. But I know that I've set that goal and I've almost achieved it. I'm not beating myself up because I've not hit it on the mark because I've done really well and I'm proud of myself for sticking at the goal and actually losing the weight but in a sustainable way. And you wouldn't believe some of the things that I've eaten over the last nine weeks... I've had 
I've had a um, a cookie dough, a vegan cookie dough. I've had um, a bit of ice cream one night. Um, me and Liam have been out for for a few meals within that um, nine weeks. I think we've been out maybe three or four times. Um, and it's just about managing managing those days and making sure that you're kind of estimating um personally for me tracking works really well when I've got a fat loss goal to achieve so I just estimate what what a meal is when I'm eating out and pop it in my um calorie app and then I can work around work around that meal the main thing that's helped me is stick, obviously sticking to my protein goal. I've not felt hungry. I'm not starving myself. I'm doing it in a very, very sustainable manner. And that is exactly how weight loss should be. Weight loss should not make you feel miserable. It shouldn't make you feel like you are literally angry and irritable because you, you're starving. That's not how weight loss should be. And that is, that's exactly how I've felt in the past on diets like keto. I tried keto. I've done quite a few YouTube videos that have gone viral on YouTube and I still get views now um, for people watching my keto content. I did that. I think I did it in 2020 or 2019. Um, I tried it just to see if it would help my endometriosis and I, I did actually have a little bit of weight to lose. I, I lost eight pounds. But you guarantee, do you know what happened after I finished keto? I just, I just overate. I made up for lost time. I went to McDonald's, just overate because I'd taken out so much out of my diet and I was relying on a high fat, low carb diet to lose the weight. When in reality, you just need a calorie deficit you don't need any of these fancy diets. You don't need to take out carbs that's going to make you feel shit. And personally, for me, keto didn't work because it just made me feel really, really nauseous. And my body just didn't suit being on a really high fat diet. It made me feel sick all the time. Um, and that's probably what helped the weight loss as well, <laughs> because I, I didn't feel like eating. And that's not, it's not how a diet should, it, you shouldn't feel like that when you're dieting. Um, and that's why a lot of these diets are just so unsustainable because it just restricts you so much that when you finish them, you just want to eat the world. You want to go, go, go down Tesco, literally put a trifle, two cakes, a multi bag of crisps, endless chocolate, chocolate milkshakes, sandwiches everything that you can think of in that basket and then you get home you scoff it all and then you feel like absolute crap afterwards and then you beat yourself up and then it's just this vicious cycle of restriction overeating make yourself feel like shit restriction overeating make yourself feel like shit and while that whole cycle is is continuously going round and round your relationship with food is just getting worse and worse and worse and you're just digging this massive hole that you, you're going to have to eventually spend a lot of time and invest a lot of time and knowledge into yourself to get you out of that hole if not get some kind of support from some uh, nutritionist for example or your GP to help you um, get out of that cycle. So <sighs> I think we all do, We a lot of us forget how important a, re, a good relationship with food is. 
Um, and when you actually find that that really good sweet spot with food, you just feel so free and liberated because you no longer have that ideology where you look in the fridge and you see um, a chocolate pot or, um, I don't know, a cake that's left over from a kid's party. You no longer see that and think, oh my God, that is that is such a bad food. That's going to make me fat. If I eat that, that's going to make me fat. You detach yourself from labeling foods as good and bad. And that is, that's, that's, basically what a lot of these diets are teaching you they're teaching you what foods are good and what foods are bad food shouldn't be labeled good or bad you can enjoy things that are deemed bad in quotation mark marks in moderation you can have a bit of cake here and there you can have a cookie here and there as long as you are focusing putting your focus on getting really good nutritious i said good this is what I mean. We're, 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 we're literally conditioned <laughs> at a very young age what foods are good and what foods are bad. And it's, it's really hard to break the cycle as well. But as long as our main focus and our main, main bulk of the food, say 80% of our diet, is bringing in nutritious goodness through um, vegetables and fruit and high satiating carbs that are going to keep us fuller for longer and really getting all of those micronutrients to support how our body works so as long as we're getting that in you can enjoy um a little bit of chocolate and it helps you rebuild that relationship between your brain and your stomach as well because it, quite often we don't listen to our body bodies enough because we lose that trust in what our body is trying to tell us that we need or we just damn right ignore it like when your body is telling you that it's full and you continue to eat you're not you, you're not listening to it anymore and that is that's that's also another topic of mindful eating mindful eating is um, a long process to rebuild um but it's very very beneficial because once you actually learn to listen to your body more and listen when you listen to hunger cues etc that's that's also a very good way of um leading your life leading a healthy relationship with food Okay, so I'm looking down at my notes and the second one was you depri deprive yourself of things you enjoy. I've kind of touched upon that. I went on a massive tangent and actually tied two, two points in one. So that second point is, is, is mixed in with that spiel I've just spoken about. Um, moving on to the third, third reason why you might be failing at your goals. This one... I think is so prevalent in the fitness industry and fitness influencers are, are constantly posting that they're in a calorie deficit and it seems like a lot of people are always in a calorie deficit or that's what it seems like from social media and you see these girls who look like they've got minimal body fat but they're still in 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 calorie deficits so it kind of portrays this image that we we need to continuously be in a deficit for the rest of our lives. And that is just simply not true. A calorie deficit is not forever. People treat a calorie deficit like it is 
but realistically you should be doing almost like fat fat loss phases if you have um, a weight loss goal in mind and that is exactly what it says it's a phase you should be doing a phase and you should be setting a target working out how much you want to lose over a period of let's say 12 16 24 weeks and you should factor in breaks as well i'm going to touch upon um a few studies um scientific studies that talk about diet breaks and how beneficial they are beneficial they are uh, not only to your mental mental health but actually to optimize your results and help your weight loss results um be even greater than if you was to not do diet breaks um and the whole point is to work towards eating at maintenance or eating you might actually you might actually want to grow grow muscle and you need to be in a little bit of a surplus eventually but the whole point is to work towards that because you're basically almost starving your body of the energy that it that, that it needs to be at um, a maintenance standard and obviously that's not optimal you're not running at optimal running at optimal would be to eat at maintenance and a lot of people who don't really have that much body fat to lose could really be recompositioning their body body fat um kind of recomping their muscle to fat ratio by eating at maintenance and i'm not joking that if you do this your your lifts in the gym will just be so much more so much more you'll get so much more out of them if you're eating at maintenance rather than in a deficit i think people forget about that as well they, they forget that if you're in a calorie deficit you're not going to be lifting lifting weights to your most optimal and i know it's hard if you don't have um a personal trainer or if you don't have a coach an online coach then it's quite hard to plan the aftermath of of when you've finished a calorie deficit and quite often people plan for a calorie deficit and then after the calorie deficit they they're kind of in limbo they don't really know what what to do and then they might just end up um overeating again and not really kind of tracking and not really having any goals and then put put weight back on and then kind of find it find themselves at this the same the same point as they were previously and then they kind of have to do a calorie deficit again but if you do get a coach what they what they will do is work with you to plan a calorie deficit phase and then move on to either maintenance or a surplus depending on what your muscle growth goals are um and that's what you kind of you kind of need to you kind of need to think about and that's why it is it's it is beneficial investing in a coach if you want to learn more about that but let's talk about this this study that I have been reading. Um, I've been aware of this study for quite a, quite a long time. I think a lot of people, a lot of people who are really into their fitness and know a little bit of calorie about calorie deficits probably have heard of this study. But it's the Metador study, um, and basically it talks about implementing diet breaks within your goals to optimize your weight loss results now this will really really help your metabolism because if you're in a calorie deficit for a long period of time like 
I I've heard of girls who have who've who have needed three, four stone to lose and they've been in a calorie deficit with maybe like a week break here and there when they've been on holiday and they've kind of relaxed. But some some of the girls that I've spoken to have been in a calorie deficit for one to two years. And that is just not it's not optimal. You need to be factoring in diet breaks and when I say diet breaks I mean like three to four week periods where you're taking your calories back up to maintenance and giving your kind of refueling your body and just giving it that little boost that it needs to kind of kickstart your metabolism again so yeah so trying to factor in some diet breaks if you have got quite a lot of weight to lose will really really help improve not just your physical um physical well-being it will optimize your weight loss results and really improve your mental health as well because being in a calorie deficit isn't always easy especially if you've got a very very long a long-term goal in mind it's not always easy you are going to be Although you, you, you don't want to be restricting yourself to the point that you're miserable, there is some restriction in terms of obviously your calories, in terms of, you know, saying no to things that you might just say yes to. So there is a little bit of restriction there that you need to factor in. Um, so diet breaks will, will definitely help with that. Um the final one I'm going to touch upon is switching up your workouts too often. I think a lot of us get caught up with all these fancy Instagram workouts um, and you and you kind of get bored at the gym of doing the same thing. So you pick and choose different workouts and then you don't have a consistent routine. Um, and this is one of the biggest mistakes people make, especially if they have real muscle growth related goals or strength related goals if you have either either one of those if you want to grow your grow your glutes if you want to dare I say it get abs overrated in my opinion but some people do want abs if you want abs or if you want to grow um, a, a very nice uh, defined muscular back they all take a lot of time a lot of patience and they take consistently doing the same workout routine over a long period of time over 8 12 16 weeks which includes progressive overload so doing the same movements every week week in week out and progressing in those movements making those movements hard but harder by um pauses in them pause deadlifts for example helps increase your strength tempo also helps increase muscular capacity if you kind of switch up from just doing two seconds down one second up to four seconds down two seconds up that kind of thing is really going to help progressively overload your muscles and that's what you want when you have muscle growth goals or strength goals for example um so making sure that you don't just hit a plateau with your workout routine and stay at the same pace and intensity in your uh, workouts because that is kind of when your results might plateau. You constantly need to be adding progressive overload into your routines and you're just continuously doing the same workout workouts as well. So let's say you do the same workout plan for eight weeks 
but there's kind of no progressive overload. You're just doing the same same workout routine with no tempo changes, no um, increase in weight, for example. You're not really going to see as as much results as if you did implement those things. Uh, so it's really important to, if you do have goals um, as such, if you don't have those goals, obviously it's it's up to you. If you if you get bored easily and you prefer to just kind of work out just for your mental health and you you don't really have any goals, then obviously that's not an issue. Um, but I'm talking to those people who do have um, have goals in mind and they really want to optimize those results and get results faster. <laughs> I am currently working on a new one-to-one coaching program. I'm really optimizing it to make sure it is the best program for you and you are really going to get that tailored experience. Um, It's currently being worked on at the moment just to really fine-tune it and I'm going to be releasing it in March. Now, if you are interested, then keep a look out on my Instagram, keep a look out on my TikTok, and I will be releasing more details about my one-to-one coaching program, my renewed and redefined coaching program that is going to be out in March. So if you are interested, keep a look out. I hope it was educating and I hope you gained something from it. It would really, really mean so much for me, so much to me if you um, click the little share button, if you took a screenshot of the um, podcast and tagged me on a little Instagram story or on your Facebook, anything like that. If you share it, it really means the world to me and it helps this podcast out so much. You have no idea. And you might, you might just, if if you don't want to share it on your socials, you might think, think of someone like a friend or a family member who has been struggling with weight loss and they might find this podcast really beneficial so if that is the case just click share and share it in your whatsapp to your friends and family it really really does help and i appreciate it so much thank you so much for listening i will see you in next week's podcast episode love you bye